Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. What's What's up? Dude, we're back. Since the last time? Thank God. We're here. Yeah. Who would have thought? No. Two weeks ago, it was last week. And now it's this week. And now we're here. Yeah, I... I would have never thought we would have made it. <laughs> you would have told me two weeks ago we'd still be here. <laughs> Hang on a sec. Yeah. Sorry, I'm dealing with a, dealing with a little um, computer bug. Ooh. It's a virus. Ooh. So that's why I'm wearing the mask and have the plastic divider between us. Yeah, I, was I don't want you to catch up. anything. You know, I kind of picked up on the matrix code going over you. <laughs> right. I was like, this doesn't seem right to me. But okay, so so we're back after two weeks. Penn officially once again retained his title as an Iron Man. It's true. It's true. Yeah. I was uh, thrilled to finish. Um, you know, you don't take that for granted. No, it's. Uh, I mean, I do because I know you. Right, right, yeah, right, right. It takes no effort for <laughs> right. me. For no, it was great. I was man. up in Canada. Yeah. So you went from being an American Iron Man, right, to being a Canadian Iron right. Man. Do you retain your American? Ironmanship? No, I have to reapply. Okay. Yeah. So you're not an international Ironman. Right. Now I'm a Canadian Ironman. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Canadian Ironman. So I'm going to reapply in Maryland. Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot to keep up. Do you now? Will you lose the Canadianship? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. It's try to keep up. <laughs> uh, why? Why do you do it? <laughs> try to follow. Uh, but yeah, I had a great trip. Great trip. Great race. I always, you know, if you finish and you're not dead, then that's a win. That's what I always, that's what I say about a lot of things. Yeah, that's Lunch. true. Right. <laughs> if I finish and I'm not dead, that's <laughs> kind of a win. <laughs> that's a win. Oh my god, uh, David. Yeah. You know what's a loss? Uh, nothing that could possibly ruin my day and have like nearly twenty people talking to me about it. This damn writers' strike. Yeah. I'm so over this. Oh my gosh, it's hitting hard, dude. It is starting to hurt. They we're we're gonna talk in a minute about Warner Brothers. Yeah. But I mean, the conventional wisdom, now we're here recording this the end of August. Yeah. The conventional wisdom that I hear, and I want to talk about what else I hear, but mm. the conventional wisdom I hear is just after Labor Day, we expect to see some progress with it resolved in mid September. Oof. Now maybe. Both of the strikes. Right. I think I think one thing I firmly agree on is once one strike gets resolved, they're they're going together. Okay, I, I really believe that. But what's interesting to me is I was reading some stuff online, and it's awful. Like it it the what what people are quoting is like we're miles apart, nobody's coming to the table, no future talks are scheduled, blah blah blah. Yeah. But what I'm also hearing from some veterans is. That might just be talk. You know what I mean? They, like war they, vets. Yeah, right. It might just be posturing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Like, I don't know what to think. But my current position on the strike is, like, I'm not going to be super stressed out and try to, like, panic until 
like end of September. Like if we're still, if they're still on strike at the end of September, then we're going to have to like really reconsider what's our game plan because then that tells me like we're going to start losing real holiday titles. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are already losing titles. Okay. So shall we segue into our second bit of news? Yeah. yeah. Dune 2 was moved. And I tell you, if I did nickel for everybody who texted, first of all, for oh everyone God. who texted me that Dune got moved, I can't even imagine what your phone was like. I'm like, it was, yeah, it was nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. And did then you see this, right. First of all, did you see this? And then the second one that I got, which you wouldn't get, mm. but I got was, is David okay? <laughs> <laughs> I got so much of like, how are you handling this? Is this a, like, oh, this is horrible news. And it was, I have to say, I'm proud of myself. Yeah. I politely responded to everybody pretty much mm, yeah. with like a, that everyone that, that, you know, hit me up personally. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's, it sucks or, you know, some sort of response instead of just yeah. being like, God, I've heard this like yeah. seven times in the last hour. I think what's interesting is like, we get so caught up. Like it's just a movie, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, and it's going to come in March. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be okay. Yeah. I think, I mean, I but, agree with what like the IMAX guy was saying. It's like, it, it, the, it's only May, but at the same March, time, like, March, 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 not even May. But it's like the the whole idea of like this being such a high concept film, and the longer that it goes, the less the like concepts stay in the in the general mind. Mm. But at the same time, it's not that like it's already been a year and a half, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's like no, I that doesn't. I don't buy that. Yeah, I don't yeah. share that concern. Well, you know what part? What got me? upset more than the fact that they were moving it was the amount of like heavy sci-fi fan like people who who usually are on the like the the beat of this kind of stuff yeah posting ah take all the time you need like keep going i'm like wait do you think it's delayed because of like needing more work because i'm pretty sure it's done oh it's done it's it's because of like this is a tool yeah like they're using this as a weapon in my, am I like so that upset me that people are like, oh, in support of it. And I'm like, eh, uh. like I, this is all, well, the people that this is hurting are the actors and writers and stuff because they're not going to get like a yeah, pay, their payout. Yeah, but the studio is not going to get a two hundred million dollar movie at the end of their fiscal year. Yeah, but this, I'm not saying that whose side I'm. I'm not on anybody's side. Yeah, but I'm just saying they're both hurting. Right, but the studio is using that as leverage. I don't. I dis. I disagree. You disagree. Here's what I think. Like I thought, the whole point of pushing it. Well, they're not going to make as much money, but also they're like, well, if we're not going to make money, you're not going to make money. Right. right. Here's here's the here's a theory that I heard that rings true, and I'd be curious to hear what you think. E equals MC squared. Right. <laughs> it does ring true. It's, it, it does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Most of the time. Almost always. Almost always. E almost always equals. That's a, well, a lot of people don't know. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you read about this. What was in the paper yesterday? Yeah, it was I in didn't the, get the paper. Yeah, it was in the paper okay. just yesterday. They uncovered one of Einstein's journals. Yeah. And apparently what was dropped, accidentally dropped yeah. from his famous equation, is what he meant to write was E most usually equals MC squared. Yeah. Almost always. Almost always. Almost always equals MC squared. Yeah. So a lot of people misquote it and just say E equals MC squared, right. but they forget the almost always. It's not It's not a fully like right. realized thing. And that scene with him and Oppenheimer, that's what they were talking about. Robert, he got upset. Yeah. He went, um, 
what's his face, Robert Oppenheimer, went and talked to Einstein and was like, listen, we're going to just leave it as E equals MC squared because it's easier for people to remember. He's like, not always. And that's why he was so upset. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. But there's a different theory. Yeah. Oh, wow. A, a second theory. Whoa. Right. Okay. That is almost always true. Yeah. My... I, and it's not it's not my own thinking. I read this somewhere, and I'm now I'm repeating it. Okay. But what I heard was the legendary productions. Like that's the that's the legendary, yeah. Legendary, yeah. They're still bitter because when the first Dune came out, it got caught up in the HBO oh. streaming business, right? And they're of the opinion, rightly so, that that cost them tens of millions, if oh, not yeah. if not hundreds of millions of dollars at the box office. And what f- the theory that I read was that they are now pushing back and saying, Hey, we're not going to fall for that same mistake twice. We're not going to, we're not going to release this picture under sub optimum circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know, if we don't have the full machine of everybody's support for the release, we're not going to release it. Interesting. Which that makes sense, right? I mean, it, it rings true. And the push for two is so much bigger than one. That's what I'm saying. Empire Magazine has like a cover that just came out and everything. I'm saying. So that it makes sense, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that theory makes the most sense. Now, what you said about leverage, that could also play into it. But my theory is the the people who put the money up on this movie are not going to take a half-assed release. Now, what stresses me out is... What makes them think the strike's still going to be going on in November? You know what I mean? Like, if we're still striking in November, Jesus, Lord, you know. Well, I wonder if they feel like September, October is when they need to be promoting The build, yeah, I think that is. I think you're right. Yeah. So, interestingly enough, alongside of this, uh, SAG-AFTRA has made an agreement to allow certain, I don't know the exacts, but certain, um, certain movies are allowed to be promoted at festivals. I read that. What do you make of that? Seems like a cop out. Totally. If if it can be if if it can be supported at a um festival. Yeah. Why can't it be why can't you go what's the difference? I mean, I get I know exactly what the difference is. It's uppity 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 up. Yeah. Well, I think and I think partially is the these awards are often um here Mm. things. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so pra- if you, praising each other. Yeah. And rather than. Yeah. So if you uh, take all the peers out. Yeah. There's almost nothing left. Right. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, like there, it, it, like if we can't celebrate ourselves, then why are we doing this kind right. of thing? So right. I don't know. It seems kind of a, I don't know. This is going to be the, we're going to like this winter and into the spring is I mean I'm calling it the year of A24. They're gonna be, and I'm, I'll say even to the fall because they're gonna be making movies right now. Mm. They're the only ones who can, mm. and and they're already churning out. I think they're up elevating a lot of their movies. We saw last episode, not so much this episode, but like a lot of A24 trailers. Yeah, and I think they're just gonna like they're gonna be like, well, this might have flown under the radar before, but now we can have, you know, four, you know, two, three screens or whatever when we would have only had one. Yeah. A24 is releasing, if there's any Talking Heads fans, remember the old band, I think from the 80s? Yeah. Talking Heads, they have a documentary coming out called Stop Making Sense. 
Oh. And A24 is releasing this with an IMAX release. Interesting. Including a live Q&A after the screening. That's on Monday, September 11th. Tickets are on sale now. Wow. But yeah, I mean, to, to your point, A24 is all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll see when we get to trailers. Um, a lot of things that would have probably flown relatively under the radar yeah. are now going to be the things that everyone's, if you're coming out, that's what you're going to see. Yeah. So, all right, let's move on to tomorrow, which when you listen to this is yesterday. Or tomorrow. If you listened to it yesterday, two days ago, then it's tomorrow. Right. For us, tomorrow. For right. you, yesterday. For you, yesterday, right. Think about that. Because we're on a whole different plane. Yeah. Every, of existence. Right. Yeah. You know that. I know that. It's Every, time we just admit it. Yeah, yeah. let's admit right. it. Yeah. Right. Uh, National Cinema Day. What if you're on the West Coast? Is that still tomorrow? Well, it would have been a week ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Because of the time change. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So anyway. We weren't, we weren't okay. thinking about the time change. <laughs> no, you. Yeah. You add an hour right. and you subtract a week. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So tomorrow is National Cinema Day, mm. which started last year. And this is the second annual National Cinema Day. And to be honest, I was a little confused. We were all like, had a lot of question marks, like, what are we doing? What is this? Um, but it's actually really taking hold. And it's all tickets to all formats are $4 all day. Wow. And including IMAX. So if wow. you want to come back and see Oppenheimer and IMAX, four bucks, that's a, that's a great deal. Let me tell you about a Joel Coates. Mm-hmm. Joel Coates says, oh my God. National Cinema Day. Yeah. I said, my, my dude, it's pretty great. Yeah. He's like, this is it. I'm doing it. And I said, what? He goes, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Mission Impossible. Perfect. I was like, what? For real? He's like, yeah, should I do it? And then do it. two minutes later, he's like, I'm doing it. Do I, it. I bought tickets. I'm like, you're crazy, That's man. a great day. That is a great day, but that is a lot of movie. That is a great... I could think of nothing else that... It would be better. I would love to to spend a day watching movies. Right? It's be pretty amazing. Sounds awesome. I feel like my head would hurt at the end of the day, but in all the right ways. He, I also like. I also do feel like people who take first glance at, w- at what you just said are going to yeah. say, "Oh, well, I would have saved Barbie for last because it's like the lightest." Mm. But I say no. I think you get Barbie when you're fresh. It sets a fun tone for the day. Yeah. Then you get a heavy Oppenheimer. You know, you think that one through, and then you just sit back and watch Tom Cruise be Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah I agree. And if anything, edge of the seat action. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be great. I think that sounds like a perfect lineup. Yeah. Well, now, I hear some rumors. Talk to me. That National Cinema Day mm. isn't the only day you can get the discounts. The discounts. Yeah. Thank you, David. Very suave, smooth segue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, you know, Drew and I have been talking about, you know, well, there's there's a few different things at hand here. So we're doing Labor Day discounts. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday of Labor Day, um, tickets are seven dollars. Wow. Except for Shrek, which is three dollars. What? What? Yeah. So. We're doing big discounts over Labor Day weekend. And then I, I don't want to get it too much into details because we, we've been back and forth on a lot of, of, of options. But for the month of October, let me just say, if you're not already signed up with Penn's Perks, which is our loyalty program, yeah. 
you're going to want to get signed up. Oh, snap. Shit's going down. Oh, yeah, snap. You are going to want to get signed up. Wow. Especially, especially if you live in upstate New York. Yeah, we have an extra discount for upstate New Yorkers. Upstate New Yorkers yeah. get a super yeah, absolutely. discount. Absolutely. Yep. Wow. Definitely. Yep. Wow. But only only if they sign up. And you can sign up for Penn's Perks at PennCinema.com. Whoa. It's going to be awesome. I am genuinely excited about it. That's awesome. Yeah. Wait until you see what's happening, That's it. people. That's it. That's it. All right, that's uh, all the news that's fit to print. Oh. All right, let's move on to trailers. You ready? Am I? We've got... <laughs> this is the best part of the show today. Yeah. No, I got to admit, we have a lot of good trailers. Yeah. It's going to be hard to pick them. These, and, and I think some of these, I don't know if they would have gone under our radar, but they certainly wouldn't have been a promise prominent for us. Right. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. This is a, a unintended consequence of the writer's strike. And I have a hard it was a hard choice for pick of the week for me me too uh let's start with cat person cat person is based on a new yorker short story by Kristen rupinian mm. rupinian 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 thank you very much mm. that apparently went super viral and boasted as uh amelia jones's you ever heard of her uh amelia uh. jones's follow-up role uh she was in coda um, but it starred uh, Nicholas from Succession, Nicholas Braun, the um, the sort of hapless sidekick to Tom, um, and then uh, another person. But anyway, this movie, Cat Cat Person, weird, right? Yeah, it takes I, a turn. I like the the main star, which I I'm not sure which one of these ladies it is, uh, but she was in uh, Lock and Key, mm. Mm, which I right. really liked. Um, so I really like her as an actress. But it's funny because it's like. It's it's kind of co- dark humor, comedy yeah. in this trailer. Like it, it gets serious, but then at the same time, she's like, "Well, I guess one of us has to die." And then you just see all these yes. images of her, like which she's probably imagining killing, right? Him, right. You know, and uh, that's kind of funny. But so. I also think it's it, it had like before you realize that it's a horror movie and it sort of takes a turn before it gets there. Just seemed like a really good like. Um, I don't even want to say social commentary because that's too too heavy and it but implies too – it's not that deep. But It is because I think the question still asked in the trailer, is this really a horror movie or is this – like how much of it is perception of, you know, the dynamic between an yeah. older man and a younger woman right. and how that can be toxic right. in the wrong situation and how much of it is an actual – right bad situation yeah i mean but i think what was an interesting um what caught my attention was when they put the words across the screen and it says men are worried about what she'll think yeah and then they like showed a whole bunch of like stuff and then it came back and it said women are worried about what he'll do right you know i thought that was a really interesting way to like coin or or way to phrase the the situation yeah the whole thing stems from her, uh, a younger woman meeting an older man. I, I think it's like 20s yeah. versus whatever. 40s. Yeah. And, and uh, they start going out and she, she's like, well, you know, he has cats, so he must be endearing. Right. And then she compromises a lot. It goes over to his house, compromises a lot. And then after realizing that this is a mistake, she shouldn't have hooked up with him, wanting to cool away, one of the friends were like, well, what about his cats? 
Are his cats at least cute? Yeah. And she's like, wait a minute. Why would he lie about having cats? Right. He didn't see any cats. Right. So then it just like explodes from there. Interesting. So this was a strong contender. Yes. This was a good trailer. This was not my trailer of the week, but this was a good solid trailer. The next one for me was Expendables 4, the Red Band trailer. They'll die when they're dead, which opens in September. Um, This was... Because you're all going to think like, oh, it has Jason Statham and Penn hates these guys and all this kind of stuff. But I was really into this trailer. I thought this, I want to see this movie. This this trailer brought me back to what made Expendables fun. And I think part of it is that they're embracing it. And honestly, the fact that they're like, all right, we heard you. It's going to be our this time. They literally like posted up comments from fans being like, I hope it's R, you know, it's better be freaking R, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Because they kept kind of, you know, mainstreaming it down. Right, right, right. I feel like, um, and you're going to hate me for saying this, everybody's going to scream, but I thought Jason Statham looked great in this trailer. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't he? (laughs) Didn't he though? Like, Like there's a reason. That he's a big time movie star. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. there's there's a reason that millions of people around the world pay money to watch his movies. Yeah, I love Jason Statham. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like you, but I love no, Jason no, Statham. no. I know he's, but he looked really good in this trailer. I think this movie is going to be fun. Now speaking of uh, the like age dynamic, <laughs> like snubbing. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, you've got Cat Person, and right. you just shift both of the characters fifteen years. And you've got Jason Statham and Megan Fox right. in this movie. Right, right, right. Yeah. I was also pleasantly surprised to see, like, I forgot about Megan Fox. Yeah. Remember when she was an A-lister? Yeah. The thing is, I think, I don't buy her as, um, uh, like, the, the, the girl to be got. Right. But I totally dig her as a femme fatale. Mm-hmm. Like, a badass. Like, I think she's, she's good for that. Yeah. Uh, next movie we have, this was, okay, so Cat, we start off, I watched these in order that they're here. Yeah. Cat Person, I was like, this is probably going to be my trailer of the week. Yeah, probably. Straight up. Yeah. Right. Then I watched this next one, and I was like, hands down. There's Obviously. No, nothing's going to beat yes. Maestro. Right. Maestro. Maestro. And nothing's going to beat Maestro. This is like, pinkies out. Yep. Snob stuff. Straight up my alley. Right. I don't care who you are. I'm going to like this movie just because it's half black and white. Right. And because Bradley Cooper has a fake nose. Bradley Cooper has a fake nose. It's going to be awesome. And it's his movie. And Carrie Mulligan is the shit. Yeah. She's so good. Um, This looks good. So we're talking about Maestro. Yeah. Which stars, it's a Bradley Cooper film Mm -hmm. and it stars Bradley Cooper, Carrie Mulligan. And I feel like there was some other, there was at least one other big star in it, but this is a Netflix movie, which is going to be released uh, early November in New York and LA, mm-hmm. and then November 22nd in select theaters, Yeah. which when I was done watching this trailer, I sent a note to Lori and was like, Lori, don't forget, because mm-hmm. uh, I, would, I would love to play this uh, at all our theaters, but definitely at Lidditz as well. Um, and then it goes streaming on Netflix in like after Thanksgiving. Okay. So it's going to be one of those short deals, windows. a short window, which I think we're cool with. We've done that before. Like, like it's not necessarily how we like things, but I think it works, you know, and especially that time of year when it's really crowded with titles, like let's get the show in, make a ton of money and let's move on. This year might not be so crowded. Right. So this is perfect. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it looks great. It's about um, uh, Maestro. 
and his wife. Uh, it's about Leonard Bernstein. Okay. Famous famous conductor I from New York know. City. Yeah. I didn't catch that part. Yep. But yeah, so it looks good. Yep. Uh, then we have a comedy from one. <laughs> is that what this is? Jean Cena. Jean Cena. Jean Cena. Jean Is this, are you telling me Freelance, which opens on October 6th from Relativity, you're telling me that Freelance, yeah. that was supposed to be a comedy. Well, you probably didn't pick up on it. The, <laughs> it's, com- one of, it's, it's one of those comedies that you don't have to laugh it at. It might have been a little subjective. Right, there's nothing funny at it. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it was so serious that right. like, you probably didn't catch the humor. Or either that or the, the, the humor was so highbrow. Yeah. You couldn't understand yeah, it. Yeah, lost in John Cena's <laughs> muscles. Whatever. Right. <laughs> uh, what's this the, is what, fun. What's... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah did you just say that this is fun yeah you thought this was a fun trailer you were like this is cool i want to see this movie. i mean it, well it reminded me of like an early trailer from the rock <laughs> like i was getting I, like Bree. I was getting ready to draw a breath to say mm-hmm. the words yeah What's the opposite of trailer of the week? <laughs> it was not that bad. As you said the words, this was fun. Uh, and you said it just like that. This is fun. This is fun. I like skipping through the lily fields and picking the daisies and watching freelance. And watching, watching John Cena blow people up. Right. In a comedy. Yeah. It's well, not it's funny. Because it's, a, it's a comedy. Is it? I mean... I'm sorry you weren't laughing hysterically the it's, whole time. It's one of those comedies where they're not going to make you, air quote, laugh no. per se. No. But you probably chuckled you, on the inside. You're, you might smirk. There was, I, I will admit, there was one scene that made me smirk, that made me smile. When they're driving through the town and the little school girl gives the limo the finger and John Cena sees it in the backseat and like the two, the, the uppity ups are like shocked and John Cena's in the backseat and he grins. He's like, yeah, that was, that was good. That was a good moment. It's not going to be a good movie. That's where it ends for me. It's good. It's good. <laughs> I don't know. This is I fun. Looked, I looked at it and I was like, I, I'd watch that at home. Like a Saturday night, you know, with the boys. No. And they're like, no, uh, no we, you won't. We got babysitters no, to won't. hang out tonight. Well, now they wouldn't even have babysitters. The wives are at home. Right, right. But they're too tired to actually do anything. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, like you know, you don't. I, I guarantee you will never see this movie. Yeah, you're right. I'm not going to watch this movie. <laughs> now, a strong competitor for Trailer of the Week, and actually my Trailer of the Week, is She Came to Me, starring Anne Hathaway and Peter Dinklage, which opens at the end of September, September 29th, from Vertical. This is also my Trailer of the Week. Yeah. This is yeah. intense. Walk us through it. Uh, you got Peter Dinklage, and he's a composer, and... He's got to compose. Right. An opera. An opera. Yeah, he's an opera. And he's married to Anne Hathaway. Yep. Totally realistic. Right. And, uh, and I love how it opens. He's like, I was thinking about uh, I was thinking about having sex tonight. And she's like, mm, good idea, but Thursdays. It's Thursday, you know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she says, Thursdays. Right. Like, all Thursdays. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and he winds up uh, meeting a girl and, and hooking up with... Uh, Marissa Tomei. Yep. And 
also totally realistic. And then, but what is, what is Marissa Tomei's occupation, David? She's a tugboat gal. She's a tugboat operator. Yeah. And then he writes an opera about her. About, but she becomes obsessed. A tugboat operator who kills, seduces someone, and then kills them, and he writes it into an opera. Mm. And then he says, "But you don't eat people, do you?" And she goes, "Well, not yet." <laughs> I mean, this this trailer is great. Movie looks amazing. Yeah. Um, it looks complicated. Mm. It looks there's a lot to it. And all the leads are are fabulous. Yeah. In this. Yeah. Because. Uh, Anne Hathaway is a therapist. She's dealing with. Right. Uh, she's got her own problems. She's got a guy who's like, I fantasize about you. Should I tell you about the fantasy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fantasy? She's like, uh, no. No, <laughs> thanks. I'm good. Yeah. Trailer of the week. She came to me, which opens September 29th at your local multiplex. And then the last one we have Flora and Son. Uh, we didn't do this one before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This, uh, this looked good. Yeah. It's, about it, a, it's not going to contend for a trailer of the week, but it's like a good, solid, it'll work. Yeah. It's just a, it's a mom trying to connect with her son. So she tries to learn guitar, meets Joseph Gordon-Lovett, trying to teach her guitar, mm-hmm. love story, family grows together by the end. And it's all because of the guitar. It, oh shoot, I'm going to draw a blank. Um, what was that movie about the kids that formed a band in Ireland? It kind of has a, a similar vibe to that. I don't know, but I get like just yeah. that in itself. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is, this looks like a good solid movie. There's a there's a fifty fifty chance that we watch this either when it opens at Penn Cinema or on TV. Right. Like this could go Who either way. Either way. Yeah. It depends yeah. what else opens that week. Exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all the the trailers for this week. Again, she came to me as the trailer of the week. Followed closely by Bradley Cooper's masterpiece, Maestro. Maestro. Based on the life and times of Leonard Bernstein, and if Papa Peter is watching, mm. then we would like some credit for knowing who Leonard Bernstein right. is. And do you mean Pop Pop? Yeah, Peter. yeah. Pop Pop. <laughs> yeah. All right, you ready to get into this review? I am. This week we watched a movie called A Blue Beetle. That's the French. Yeah. I'll translate it in English. Yeah. It's pronounced Blue Beetle. Right. But if for the French out there, Blue Betale. Blue Betale. I definitely watched this movie. You definitely watched we this movie. We watched this movie. We yes. watched this yes. movie. <laughs> 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 I am watching you like a hawk. The royal fucking we. <laughs> yeah, the royal fucking we. Okay, give me a synopsis of the bluest beetle. <laughs> you want a synopsis yeah. of the story? Of Let me... Bring me into some of the finer details. It's in the finer details. This yeah. is like a quiz. Yeah, this yeah. is to see. You're testing the waters. Yeah. Okay. See how far you can lie. It's about this beetle. <laughs> like a Volkswagen? <laughs> right. It's, <laughs> it's a remake of the Herbie movie. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> yes. All kidding aside, I 100% did watch this movie, mm. and I loved it. And it's about a, a guy, mm. Jaime. Mm. who gets himself fired from a cleaning job at Cord Industries because his sister's taken a luxury dump, <laughs> right? And then he gets fired because he tries to break up like somebody's picking on somebody and the lady fires her. But then the good sister 
overhears this and is like, stop by the tower and I'll get you a job. She stops by the tower. He stops by the tower. One thing leads to another. She hands him an empty burger box. And inside the burger box is this magic beetle Mm -hmm. that later jumps into him. Apparently not through his ass, even though that's what he, (laughs) (laughs) that's what some of the family members uh, assumed, Mm -hmm. right? But he protests. That's not how it went in. It makes its home on his back. Right. Right. And then uh, chaos ensues for a little while. And he develops a love affair with uh, the sister, Jenny, I think is her name, right? Jenny Core. He develops a love affair with his sister? The sister, I said. Oh. The sister. Oh, I'm sorry. He's she. She's not the sister. She's what the stepdaughter. Okay. I keep saying sister like she's the sister of the evil lady, Susan Sarandon. Okay. But she's Susan Sarandon's what stepdaughter? Sure. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. There's some. <laughs> <laughs> the way that you told it made it sound like he lost a job because of his sister, but then his other sister <laughs> right. gave him the blue beetle, <laughs> right. and then he fell in love with his sister. We should do this every week. <laughs> Let me give the synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> of the plot. What do you think happened? <laughs> <laughs> what does Penn think happened? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then everything else goes, and I I was watching it with my buddy Mark, and I leaned over to him and I said, "This is great. We we were we were both loving <laughs> this movie. Love is amazing. We were both loving this movie." But then I said to him, "Like, who's the bad guy? Like, who's going to be the enemy?" Well, the enemy turns out, of course, to be the evil lady from the beginning. And she, they are trying to take the power of the Blue Beetle from the guy. Mm-hmm. They put him in like an upside down whirly gig. Of course. And chaos ensues, and he because he the, wins. The Blue Beetles are, or the Beetles are sent to make people in suits, right? Something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Wasn't there a big baddie? Well, in the, another suit. Yeah, but the big baddie turned out to be a good guy. Uh, oh, you're talking about the red big baddie. No, yeah, the red big baddie did turn out to be the good guy. Or he turned out to find his inner good guy. His inner good guy. Yeah. Aren't we all just on a journey right. <laughs> to find yeah. our inner good guy? <laughs> You're never going to find yours. <laughs> <laughs> It, it's a, it's kind of a last moment deal for me. <laughs> You're gonna wait. I'm about to go out. I'm like, oh shit, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> there's my inner good guy. Talk <laughs> out. Wow. So, what was your favorite part of the Bluest Beetle? Um, well, we all agreed George Lopez stole the show, mm. and when when Jaime left and stole his pickup truck. <laughs> and George Lopez goes, Ma, he stole the taco. It wasn't. It wasn't. Batman's a fascist. No, that was pretty good. Yeah. That was good. There was a lot to like about this movie. Right. I'm just picturing the one that I. Now, do you feel like this is a, a callback to like some good, DC stuff? Like, do you think DC's like on an upswing with this? I'll take it a step further. Oh, this was the best superhero movie I've seen in years. I liked it better than the last few Marvel movies I've seen. The last movie I liked that was better than this. Live action. Are we saying live action? Yeah, live action. Okay. The last movie I've seen that was better than this was the Black Panther. Oh, strong. I would, com- I would, but I think history will judge it. Put it in a league with the Flash of extraordinary. Genre. But then I'll say that it was better than the Flash. You know how many people hate the Flash? Like, I know. I don't. Like I don't get it. Already there. I don't get it. Almost you saying that. Almost, I bet people are like, "Well, I don't know if I'm gonna trust Blue Beetle now because yeah." Like well, the that's their loss. I know, right? Sucks for them. Yeah, I didn't watch this movie. <laughs> no, trust. I I wanted to, but I actually, um, we had two weeks, 
right? Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to take a week off. Yeah. I'll see you the next week. Yeah. And then I got crazy sick. Yeah. And then I was like, well, there's no time. Well, you missed out. Yeah. I No, I, I totally want to try and make yeah. some time to see yeah. it. This is, I, I genuinely loved this movie. Yeah. I, it was a lot of fun. I laughed a lot. The kid who plays Jaime, who's the main character of the Blue Beetle, is named Zolo Mari de Nuena. And Jenny Cord, his love interest, is played by Bruna Marquen, Mar, Marquezine. Not his actual Marquezine, sister. right. <laughs> I never heard of either one of them, mm. but sign me up for whatever they're doing next. Nice. Because I thought they were both amazing. Yeah. And then Susan Sarandon played the bad guy, mm. and she was fine. She wasn't, like, good or bad. She was, like, whatever. But George Lopez was, like, the comedy uncle, old and Beetle. he was amazing. He's the old Blue Beetle, right? No. He's not. No, but there is a storyline around the Blue Beetle. And I will also say, stick around for the stingers, uh, <gasps> plural. Multiple. Yep. Nice. First one comes right away. Second one is at the tail end. Now, do you think, because this new DCU is confusing. I know. Do you think the Blue Beetle will continue on in a capacity that matches up with this new universe or is this yeah like no i hope so okay i hope so i mean what we were wondering was didn't didn't gun announce that blue beetles not part of the new yeah like this is before the line in the sand right right well i'm hopeful it but uh, hopeful but skeptical do they bring any other of the dc no okay that's smart yeah so it could there's a there's a reference to the old, the original Blue Beetle, the old Blue Beetle. Yeah, but yeah. none of the other movies. A significant reference, right? You know, but no, none of the other, nobody else. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, let's move on. Well, next week, what are we gonna do? Next week, the Equalizer three. Nice. Denzel. Denzel. Yeah. Washington. Yeah. Cool. All right. So next, we're gonna get into listeners' notes, questions, answers, comments, suggestions, so forth and so on. Look, if you want to be a part of the show, like these wonderful people. Best way to do that is hit us up at our new email address, mm. podcast at pencinema.com. Is it is it ready? We launched it earlier this morning. Okay. So by the time you're hearing this. Yeah, the new email will be up. The new email will be up. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Podcast at pencinema.com. Where do you want to start? Uh, listeners, notes, questions, answers, feedback, comments, and questions. Uh, Jason, not Jonathan, Jeffrey. George? With a J? Jeff with a J. Uh, Jeff. G E O F F. G E O F. Right. Yeah. <laughs> also pronounced Joff. Joff wrote in. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the Hoff wrote in. <laughs> <laughs> the Hoff wrote in that he, I, if I understood, if I followed along correctly, did he watch Meg 2 at home? Is that what he's saying? Yes. Yeah. And he had comments about that. But his question to us was, he thinks he watched Meg 2 21 days after it was released in theaters. Mm -hmm. And that seems like a short window. Right. And he was asking us what our thoughts were on he that. He was like, this is the shortest window. Yeah. We already just, earlier this episode, we yeah. talked about Maestro, yeah. which is like a two-day window. Or a week window. A, we, a one-week window. Yeah, which is pretty yeah. small. So it's not the shortest. It happens. Here's, here's how I would answer that. I would say it's on the short end. And it's a reflection of it didn't do well in the box office. Right. Like, like I think that we can now expect the, the, the period of time that you're talking about is referred to as, a, as the theatrical window. Mm -hmm. So I think that we can expect theatrical windows to be fluid and to be direct reflections of how well the movie does at the box office. Right. Barbie, which is still the number one movie, is 
that's you're not going to be getting that on demand at home anytime soon. Not only is it the number one movie, when I walked into the theater today, there are still people dressing up. Still people dressing up and taking their pictures in Drew's Barbie right. display. It's no joke. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big movie. So yeah, 21 days from screen to on demand is pretty short, but no, it's definitely not the shortest. Mm. We also got a nice note from one... We do the gobble gobble. We do the turkey wobble. We do the gobble gobble. Did I tell you about my car? No. Yeah, I got a new car. You got a new one. Yeah, it's so sweet. Wow. It's the greatest. Is it? What is it? Well, what it is is I got it. I got it rigged. So it's got like a lift kit. Mm. So whenever I honk the horn, yeah. it plays the Mystery Gobbles Mr. Gobble theme, theme and the car bounces. Yeah. So if you ever see like a super cool looking car bouncing down playing the Mystery Gobble theme, then you know that's me. What I love is every time you stop short, it goes. <laughs> right. Yeah, you hit the brakes. It's, it's a fully, you know, <laughs> fully operational vehicle. Right. right. Well, anyway, the Gobble took a, a break from his break dancing. Mm. To share with us, did you know that he's a, I mean, he's not professional, but he's a. Every time I see him, he's always got the cardboard under his arm. Right. So he can lay it down wherever he goes. He's wearing the Adidas jumpsuit. Yeah. With the bucket hat. Yeah. He's like, don't you recognize me? I'm the mystery guy. Right. And I'm usually like, I I don't have time for you. I never, (laughs) I never recognize him until he's on the cardboard busting a move. Then then I'm like, oh shoot, that's That's, for sure. Mystery. I know that guy. Gabelle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you have French heritage? Are you, are you, you have France in your background? You might not know this. Yeah, I don't. But. Uh, I didn't get the paper yesterday, so I, I didn't. You missed it. <laughs> right. It just was released. <laughs> right. Uh, I I am French. Yeah. Bonjour. Yeah. Bonjour. So I was up people. racing in Canada, <gasps> and I forgot how, since it's in Quebec, like most of them speak the French. The French. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they speak the hell out of it, too. They were like, excusez-moi, uh, parlez-vous the French? <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you this quick aside. You go up to Canada in Quebec, and mm. somebody starts talking to you in French. And you look at them and you smile and you say English, mm. like with a question mark. And then, no problem, they tell you whatever they were telling you in English. They slap your face with a hamburger no, and continue right, on with right, the conversation. Right, right, with the hamburger. <laughs> or the raw hamburger. Yeah. So, so that's my experience. That's the baseline. Mm. So I'm in this grocery store getting the necessities. Whoa. Provisions, if you will. <laughs> and I'm in the produce section and there's this, these kids stocking apples. Mm. So I want an apple. So I go up and I grab two or three of them and put them in my bag. And he said, he looks at me and he said, and and I looked at him. Now this poor kid was like 16 years old. Yeah. I looked at him and I smiled the friendliest, nicest little smile that I could manage. You raised your voice and said, I do not <laughs> speak that language. <laughs> I looked at him with a very kind and gentle face and I said, English? Mm. And the kid stared at me. And then he stared at the apples. <laughs> I stared back at him and he stared at the apples and then I stared at the apples and then we locked eyes again and I could tell that like my boy was struggling with the English Oof. you know what I mean so he looks at me and he goes because uh, uh, I had picked out honey crisp apples mm. and he goes those are not apples now I'm, I've seen apples before so I know and I looked at them, and I looked at him, and I must have looked confused. And then he remembered the detail he forgot. And he goes, those are not honey crisp apples. Oh. 
So I thanked him very much, and then he motioned over to where I could find the Honeycrisp apples. And he threw the apple at his face. I just felt bad because, you know, this poor kid, you know, yeah. his parents are probably telling him how important it is that he learns English. He probably hates going to English class. Right. Ugh. And there you were. You're like, uh, like uh, recognize my language. Fool. Right. Yeah, they were they're yeah. like, damn Yankees. Yeah. This is America, right. technically. <laughs> right. This is America. <laughs> okay, so the mystery gobble wrote in and commented on the fact that we took off a week last week, yeah. and he said, thanks, thanks, we really, on behalf of all the listeners, he wrote, he wrote, on behalf of all the listeners, I would like to express my thanks for giving us a break. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. Yeah. So, top 10 Sarah hits us up. You're familiar? I <laughs> love top 10 Sarah. Right. She comes back from her big trip. She's been traveling all over the world. She hears our review of the Meg, and she's like, oh, my God, they got to go check it out. I mean, must be good, uh, since they said it wasn't. Um, she says, I didn't enjoy it as much. Wait, 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 wait. Can we gloss over that? Yeah. Did you say it must be good since they said it wasn't? <laughs> okay, I want to make sure yeah. I heard that correctly. Right. Now, I'm, you know, I can't remember if she said she watched. This must be the. Did she watch the first one? Yeah, she watched the first one, which I am disappointed that she didn't find the fun in the camp of the first one. But she says, I didn't enjoy it as much as, as David. Nobody, it, let's just pause there. Nobody enjoyed nobody it as much as, much as, as David. Yeah. <laughs> it pretty much lived up to my very lowly <laughs> expectations. As someone who loves sharks and has watched a ton of documentaries, I mean, that basically makes me a shark expert, right? This movie was absolutely ludicrous. I don't know how she could say that. I did like a few nods to Jaws, like mm. when they were out on the giant rescue ship. I kept thinking, we need a bigger boat. And the scene with the kid that asked his mom to go in the water was very reminiscent of the, <coughs> excuse me, the same scene in Jaws, just a different beach in a different part of the world. I also liked the part where Jason Statham's character went for went to a, for a swim with a shark and sang to himself, keep swimming. Well played. Lastly, I was anxiously awaiting the Meg to jump out of the water to swallow one of the many helicopters that hovered above it. Alas, predictions did not come true. Hmm. Alas. Alas. I am sad that you didn't enjoy this movie. Because, I mean, who doesn't love the part where they have captured the Meg and it's huge and they're like, guys, yeah. we did it. This is the Meg and we did it. We're amazing. And then... Uh oh, there's a bigger Meg, and it eats the smaller Meg <laughs> for <laughs> off, lunch off of their boat. And then they say, "If you can make it to the end and live, that's a good day." Yeah, yeah. That's what how we started the show, right? Yeah. So then we followed it up because you got to keep it in the family. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's favorite sister wrote in. Yeah. Now I, th I, I thought this, this we should start having letters of the week. Right. Well. It, this, this is also this was, a trend. This was letter of the week. When a fa one family member decides to take a stand against someone, right? The rest of the family has to come together yeah, they pile and on. also stake a stand against that someone. Oh, so you're saying this is no fault of your own? No, no. You're saying you're an innocent victim. I am definitely victimized by this this family feud. Right. Yeah. Indeed. Where's Louis Anderson when I need him? Right. <laughs> Everyone's favorite sister wrote in and said, when David, that's you, I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty to, sure. To be clear. Right. Right. David Moltiani. Moltiani. Multan. Everyone's favorite sister wrote in and said, when David said Ferris Bueller, 
was one of the 80s movies he dislikes, I screamed, no, so loudly that my husband, who was downstairs at the time, came up to ask if I was okay. Ferris Bueller defined my teenhood. In the list of top 10 80s movies, it is second only to The Lost Boys. Wow. I don't like The Lost Boys either. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm a big fan of Ferris Bueller. I love the movie. Yeah. And I think it's a great movie. Mm. I don't think it's in my top 10 list of 80s. Really? Maybe it is, but just barely. Okay. That, that would be a fun... I'm going to do that for next week. Penn's top 10 1980s movies. Mm. And what do you want to do? You're going to do David's top 10 90s movies? Sure. Okay. And let's have... If anyone wants to guess our list, guess the top five mm. of our list. Keep it shorter. Mm-hmm. Let's see okay. what you can do. Okay. Yeah. I guess the Penn Cinema. I already know what my number one's going to be. <gasps> Ferris Bueller's. Ferris Bueller's. <laughs> <laughs> Second only. Right. Oh, second only to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I ought to take a backseat to nobody. Nobody. All right. She goes on. Now, viewers with sensitive ears, mm. viewers who are sensitive to language. Mm. Sensitive. Who don't care for the rough, rough and rowdy. Yeah. We, if you need the crass, to get through it, crank out that pinky. Right. Yeah, yeah. So she writes about how she couldn't believe David didn't write, didn't like Ferris Bueller, and how Ferris Bueller defined her teenhood. In fact, Ferris Bueller in the list of top ten '80s movies, Ferris Bueller is second only to The Lost Boys, another movie that David Moulton hates. Hmm. She she continues to say, having said that, I feel like oh. she's throwing you a bone. Like she's trying to. She is. This is like a little peace flag. She's like, I don't hate you as much as my sister did this. Right, week. right, right, right. Yeah, but I, I have to stand with her <laughs> right, because right. of family traits. Right, that's yeah. the only reason. Yeah. Having said that, she writes, watching the movie Ferris Bueller as an adult, I can fully appreciate that Ferris is a self-entitled prick, a douchebag, if I can say that in the radio. He's just horrible. <gasps> However, that does not dampen my enthusiasm for the movie. I still love it, but I can forgive people who've only seen it as an adult for disliking this 80s classic. I, that's where we disagree. I cannot forgive anyone who dislikes this movie. David, including David Moulton. Wow. Irredeemable. <laughs> the story of David Moulton <laughs> by Penn Ketchup. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't stand a chance. <laughs> I knew from the moment he said. <laughs> oh my God. Look, everyone's open to their opinions. Yours is just not right. But here's the thing. Like if you're going to start, here's why I disagree with her position. Mm. If you're going to start down that road, then you can't like the Godfather either. Oh. Cause he's a murderer. Like he literally instructs murder. Like and yeah, and take a take a list of great of of whatever movie you love. Yeah, you know. And if you're gonna start holding the main character up to like, oh, is he a good guy or is she a good person? Like, that's a tough. You're gonna be left watching. I don't know what you're gonna be watching. What's that movie um, with Julie Roberts where she defended all the guys that got water poisoned, all the families? Aaron Brockovich. Aaron Brockovich. You're gonna be watching Aaron Brockovich over and over. 
and maybe Rocky. <laughs> and Apollo 13. Maybe. Apollo 13. Maybe Rocky. <laughs> That's a big. Right. Maybe Rocky. Right. <laughs> you can kiss Top Gun goodbye. Oh, that's true. I mean, that guy's a prick. Yeah. You know? You can kiss a lot of our favorite movies goodbye if you're going to start holding, like, oh, I want the main character to be a decent, upstanding, nice person. <laughs> Well, if you want to write the show, <laughs> email our new po- email address, podcast at pencinema.com. Penn will have genuine reactions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to what do you Please. Doing? What's been going on in your life these last two weeks? David, than- I've, been, I've been out and about. Whoa. I went to Canada. Mm. I'm pleased to report, I, I, I alluded to this earlier in the show, yeah. but I'm pleased to report that I did not die. As evidenced by the fact that I'm here. Yeah. Unless they let you back in. Unless maybe I did. In which case, you're in the afterlife listening to the Pensinova podcast. In which case, you may have not made some great choices. <laughs> maybe. You, if you're listening to us in the afterlife, you might want to reflect. Yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> some, of, some of your choices. Things could be better. Or worse. Or worse. worse. <laughs> it could be worse. Think about it. <laughs> so I did that. I also have been uh, to New York to visit dear mom, oh. grandma. Yep. So went and saw her, I think, a couple times. And uh, yeah. So. Wow. Way to go my, my point is I've been busy. I've been I've been watching TV here and there, but I'm not really like into anything. I can't really right. re- report any shows right. or whatever. Uh, mine was... I've been up to a lot, apparently. Yeah. It's was oh, filled yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. It says, uh, I've been on to some Star Trek stuff. Yep. I mean, um, some impressive sounding book. You read an impressive sounding book. I read book. an impressive, yep. yeah. I mean, that's pr- pretty well, much, yeah. pretty clear. Um, maybe some interesting floral arrangers convention. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, probably. Obviously. <laughs> and then finally, your mom. Yeah. Right. yeah. So you went and visited her, too? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, the funny thing is, <laughs> if you change Star Trek to Star Wars, okay, Ahsoka came out this last, okay, <laughs> and that was really good, mm-hmm. and I really liked that a lot. Some impressive sounding book. I did just get a new book by Chris Chris Broad about living in Japan. Ah, that's impressive. That sounding. I'm super Into. pumped to read. Yeah. I haven't started yet. And then Interna- International Floral Arrangements Convention. I did do the flowers for a wedding last night. <laughs> See? <laughs> so, I mean, that's pretty international. Right. <laughs> I think your mom's stuff was just straw, spot on. Right. Yeah. 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 Perfect, <laughs> yeah. perfect. Yeah. So that's what we got. All right. Well, uh, next week, Equalizer 3. Mm, yes. Have you seen Equalizer 1 or 2? I don't think so. Neither have I. I don't think so. Unless I saw them and forgot. Perfect. Let's come up with the best explanation for what ha- would have happened in the first two movies without seeing them. Okay. After seeing the third okay. one. Okay, perfect. <laughs> and hopefully by then I'll have seen Blue Beetle 2 because it's still on my list of things to do. No, so. I don't think Blue Beetle 2 comes out until like 2026. Oh. Yeah. Thanks so for you're, correcting me. You're going to have to wait. I was confused. Yeah. For a moment. Right. No, uno momento. Yeah. All right. So we'll be back next week. Yeah. No big breaks this time right. with uh, Equalizer 3. Look, if you want to talk to us about Equalizer 3 mm. or anything else that's really on your mind, we're here to listen. 
Our new email address is podcast at pencinema.com. That's podcast at pencinema.com. Pen, if someone wants to support the show, what's the number one way they can do that? Well, there's a little grocery store mm. up in a little village outside Mont-Tremblant, Canada, oh, in yeah. Quebec. And what I would really like our listeners to do. Finally, Apple Boy. I don't like to ask. Yeah. But I need a favor this time. You're going to tell. I want all of our listeners to go to Quebec and find the Apple Boy. <laughs> and Everyone go and, to Quebec. Right, right. But here's the trick. I want you to all go together. <laughs> Road trip. <laughs> Road trip. <laughs> and by the way, when you're crossing the border, say hi to the customs agent that yeah. I, I was chilling with. That's cool. Yeah. Do they let people, like one person in a car, go in the carpool lane? <laughs> I get, I get. That's a joke. Our listener. That's that's like a joke about our right. Yeah, because yeah. it, right. it was self-deprivation. Right, and see, I see that. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. But say you can't make it to Quebec. All right, if you're unable to attend, yeah, then tell a friend about the show. Depends on a podcast con. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be great. We need to have a Penn Cinema podcast retreat. Yeah. To that, that, that one place. To that to that grocery store. <laughs> Why'd you guys all come here? Big story. <laughs> Big story. You, you won't understand. <laughs> Ask the Apple Boy. Where's tell the you. honey crisp? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> all right. Well, once again, for the Pennsylvania Podcast, I'm David Bolton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. Take, Take care, care and party, party on. Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com.